I don't want to start talking because the announcement's going to come. <laughs> I just know it. All right, but we're recording and Matt's going to be laughing at you. So three, two, yeah. one. Hello, everybody, one and all. Welcome back, our faithful 17 listeners to Maine Education Matters, your number one, and by number one, I mean only resource for, you know, education information coming out of the Maine Legislature and the Department of Education. We listen so you don't have to. Julie, we're once again here on a Friday recording, Friday afternoon, and uh, it's safe to say that, at least where I am sitting, things are off the rails. Yes. It is, it is, a, it is a hot mess today, and this is going to be a fun one, though. How are you? Well, I'm better now. I mean, things are good here. We just finished um, a screening process that went really well, but, you know, we're fried, right? Oh, the to- toast. We're fried. Yeah, my, my, my brain is mush. And it normally is mush, but it's more mushy than normal mush. Yeah. I thought that. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> we have okay, ladies and gentlemen. We have just been assaulted and attacked. Uh, we are under attack somehow because I don't know how this happened, but. Stephanie Cantor, uh, our our faithful 17 listener from Rhode Island, uh, and, uh, from New Zealand, has, has joined us. Hello, Stephanie. Hi. You know, there's just like nothing going on working in education. I had nothing going on today or this week or this month. So I was like, can't let the school year close down without did, saying hello. Did, <laughs> uh, did, nothing else to do. All right, what's going on? So, so your hacking powers are extreme. Yeah. Yeah, a little boredom. I mean, I got to tell you, like my work appointments yesterday, I spent a good 10 minutes on the phone with the head of social studies for a district in Massachusetts. We spent like a good 10, 15 minutes talking about artichokes. Like this is what we've all come to. It's just, everybody's just done. How to cook artichokes, how artichokes look strangely familiar to hops. I, I have no idea what's happening right now. I am. What, did, did you plan this? Was this a thing? Because I think it's awesome, but I'm just like, all right, you know what? I, like I was just saying, everything's off the rails. We're off the rails, and it's your but show. I, mean, I, I got nothing. A better way to wrap up the year, though. With a bit of chaos. Yes. A little Zoom bomb. Yeah. This is. This is this is wonderful. It's good to see you. I was I was coached that a proper Zoom bomb is supposed to be a, it completely inappropriate. So I chose not to go that route. <laughs> I don't know. That was some hot artichoke talk that we had going a minute ago. So this is a Zoom crash. This is a party crash and a Zoom bomb. So how's the year been for you? Uh, it's been, I think, like everybody else, like I can't really recall what my professional life was like before this, mm. you know, and as I'm trying to imagine how to get back to traveling and managing a work calendar that's like the old one, 
I've just kind of forgotten how to do that, forgotten how to put outfits together to be in public. <laughs> right. Like my, my, my daughter was saying last night, she had to get on a meeting and, and she was like wearing like a bathing suit. Like, You're going to put clothes on. And she said, well, I'm going to put a shirt on. Right? Like, that's the world we've been living in. Re-entry is going to be, there's going to be some, some pains, I think. It is. So what, what, do you, what do you think about that? To what extent do you think we're going to be going like back to normal? What does, that, you know, what does that even mean? My, my professional life has always been kind of hybrid. You know, I've been working from home for quite some time, and, but then I have the opportunity to travel and meet with people in person. Um, so I think it's really wonderful, particularly for like work-life balance and people with families moving forward that like companies or employers in general have had to put those systems in place to make it more flexible for people. Um, Folks in other regions of the country, like my colleagues that work in other regions, they're starting to travel now. So I'm kind of seeing how it goes with them and how, um, you know, if they're attending conferences that are going to now be more of a hybrid. Um, so I'm just, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I think like things opened up a lot more quickly than I thought. I was kind of, I don't know if you all feel this way. I really was just like, getting into this mode of, I guess someone will just tap me on the shoulder and let me know when it's safe to go outside again. And I didn't think I was going to get my, I didn't think I would be approved in Rhode Island until like August for my age bracket. And then all of a sudden it was open and here we are. It was a little bit more of, yeah. of an abrupt reopening than I anticipated. Yeah. I think that, well, the, that was oh, a way of saying that she's much younger than we are. <laughs> well, but you guys are also essential. Uh, we're we're so elderly. We're elderly. We're walking around. You don't know. Bring back the days of walking up the hill both ways to school, and we liked it. So this is exactly you survived. why. This is exactly why I wanted Stephanie to zoom bomb because I wanted someone to be ah like, conspiracy. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. I gotcha. I fix you. I knew it. I've been conspiring against me all along. Can't trust anybody these days. So oh, Matt, maybe you should tell the two people who listen to our podcast who Stephanie is. Stephanie Cantor is, she's been on the podcast before. I think you've now been on the podcast possibly the most times, as a matter of fact. Um, you are a, you work for Newzella. I forget what your title is because I don't know, I don't know what my own title is. Yeah. Um, and you also, you, you, you're up in Maine a lot. And you love the main education type system, and um, yeah, I don't, is that a terrible introduction? Because normally I'd have something planned. Well, so I I've just taken a great interest in what you all cover on Maine Education Matters. First of all, because I think you do it in a way that builds rapport, where people feel like they're in the room, hanging out with you, and that's like why people tune into podcasts and it's like oh and also they're talking about this um i also find it really interesting to listen to like updates on legislative actions that are going to impact hmm. various aspects of education um i spent a brief amount of time on a school board and was really interested in you know you start you see once you're behind the curtain and you see how the 
sausage is made in education, you can't really unsee it. And, and it's not all unicorns and rainbows. And then you're kind of in a position where you're like, well, now that I know better, I have to be part of doing better. Yeah. And so I just think it's interesting to hear how things are being approached in Maine. And yes, I am in Maine often. So I get good chunks of time to catch up on your episodes. You guys were like rapid fire this spring it's that's well it's been it's been crazy we you know where whereas prior like when when it was when it was matt and i doing it we would do you know a couple episodes a week possibly breaking things down but this year we just couldn't manage that so we kind of had to push yeah. them all into one a week so here we go this is what's happening and we missed a ton and there's still a lot going on it's 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 nuts um and i felt like i started to get to know a little bit about some of the state reps that were like assigned to subcommittees and stuff, you know, they became like characters in my head where now I think I know what they look like, you know, they've got a persona to them. So <laughs> if I I've met them. I would love to see a sketch of that. Just to see what you would think that they look like. I think you need to do that and we could post it on our Twitter feed. That's, 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 that's your challenge. Now what Stephanie and I need to do is next time she's in Maine, she and I need to take a trip to the brewery Yes, uh, Senator Daughtry and yep. um, Maddie Daughtry and get some sours. Did you determine if she has sours? I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Well, it's important to have goals. It is, important. you know, and the I feel like the most revol- the most um, valuable work relationships are both like bi directional. And Julie has taught me the love of sours. <laughs> you know, what do you think of that, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I. I, I still don't know. I, I'm, the jury is still out for me. I haven't. Okay. I don't know if I've ever really had one. Oh, you would know. You would know. You would know. You would know. I've had. I've, I've had various other sour drinks, and but I don't know if I've had a sour, quote unquote. You there? I mean, everybody's making a sour these days, it seems. But I will tell you this: you just leave it out too long. And it's like, no, that's, so is that like, I swear a couple years ago when Rosé became really popular, I'm like, isn't this just like rebranded White Zinfandel? So now they're just rebranding skunky old beer as a Well, isn't, are all these like white claws and things, isn't that just refurbished Zima? Yes. That's funny. Exactly. Except just not with a Jolly Rancher floating in it like we used to do back in the day. Oh, I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny participation in such events i say give it a shot matt i have come around oh I... all sours are my cup of tea but the really yummy ones are especially with the warm weather look when i was lucky enough to go to china a few years ago uh, i got to eat a whole lot of mess of foods bell bell schedule Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, sorry, eat a whole lot of mess of foods, and and they took me to task. They said, "Yo," I said, I'm, "I will try anything, but I reserve the right to not like it." And they said, "All right, fine, here we go." Remember, I got this one. It was like a duck egg or something, and I take it out, and it was like a hard boiled egg. Now you know a hard boiled. It's white and it's got a, like a yellow yolk. This egg was translucent, Ooh. and. The yolk was black, oh. and it had like a like a dark, cloudy, greenish hue to it. And it's like this is a delicacy, and I'm like, 
It is not. I no. I that's the one thing I said no to. I I just can't. You didn't try it. Yeah. I could. It was the one thing I tried. Chicken feet. I did durian, which is the stinkiest food. Imagine like a a dumpster on a hot day in New York City. Mix that with some hot sick and a skunk. That's what durian smells like. It is awful, and the I aftertaste is worse. Discussion better. What's that? I enjoyed Stephanie's artichoke discussion better. So I'm I'm more than willing to try the sour. Yeah. I'm up for it. Yep. I say go I for just, it. You know, I just I just I, I get intimidated when I go to like, well, what what, what what do I choose? What what do I what do I do? Which one? You know what? what? I think I. Because I, I don't want my first one to be a bad one. My re my I tried one just recently. I think it was a proclamation. Proclamation. I think so. Stephanie, Let's I hope you're coming up to Maine soon. Yes. Lots of visits on the calendar for the okay. summer, for sure. It was Great. so good to see you both. Well, you. Uh, this was amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you for, for, for dropping in. Uh, surprising the heck out of me. This is congratulations to both so of you on, on making through it this year. Congratulations to both hey, of you. Hey, you too. I mean, I think we're all set for character building for a while. I know it's probably an important part of social emotional learning, <laughs> but I uh, let's just coast into a reimagined normal together. Yeah, I hope you get some time off this summer. Yeah, you know what? I'm taking two separate weeks off. Excellent. And I'm going to be on Block Island. If you've never gone to Block Island, I definitely recommend giving it a try. It's this salty little remote beach town it's just hoodies and sweats so when are you going to be there we'll make sure all of our listeners make sure they <laughs> they just flood the place looking for you yeah we'll keep that between you and me Steph. right exactly uh, so definitely recommend it because it's a drivable excursion for mainers i think and it's a really cool unique place i've heard great things about it yeah yeah Good to see you both. You as well. Thank, Thank you so you much for day. doing this. Yes. Have a good weekend. Bye. 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 All right. You're in trouble. No, you said. You you're in trouble. Hoping, you were hoping that we would have um, Joe Schmidt join us today. And I just happened to be texting with Stephanie about something with Nuzella. And I said, oh, let's schedule a Zoom bomb. You are hilarious. I am funny. I am. I tell my daughter that all the time. And, and how, how does she feel about that? Well, Probably the same way my daughter feels about my humor. I kind of think she's coming around to it because um, when we were in the vehicle last night, we were listening to last week's podcast, and she just thought it was so funny that you or Matt had taken the title of something I had said. That's what, I can't even remember. Something about it's just a waste of time. I don't know. So she kept saying that. And I think there are going to be some inside jokes that I will forget that I've said that. I wish I could think of what it was right now, but I can't. It just seems like a waste to me. It just seems like a waste to me. So she she thought that was pretty funny. And she has that has sort of become her catchphrase to anything that I do. It just seems <laughs> like a waste to me. But That's awesome. I've been telling my kids for years. I said, you know, you, you might, I, I tell the same, a lot of bad jokes and same bad jokes. And just, really? oh That's yeah, cool. shocking, I know. And, um... What I'll say, there's like, ah, oh, I will never, this, these are so bad. I said, here's the thing. Later in life, you're going to find yourself and you're going to start saying the same kind of humor. And at that moment, I'm going to put my feet up 
and I'm going to smile because I know that I've won. No matter where I am, I've won. That you've come around. I don't care if it takes you five years or 20 years. You're going to come around and it's going to happen. You're going to find yourself... A, a joke that I often say whenever my daughter asks, what's a joke? I say, uh, what's a ghost's favorite dessert? Sheet cake. Terrible. Terrible, Terrible joke. Yeah. And she's like, don't say the sheet cake joke. It's always the sheet cake joke. I know. When she goes out, she's going to tell that joke, and I'm going to win. That's awesome. That's awesome. And speaking right. of winning, we've been doing some winning for, for stuff in the Augusta. Trying to do a horrible segue here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all over the map. I'm with you. I'm with you. Go ahead. So I think the first thing I want to talk about, though, is um, the see, your, your brilliance on um, is the recent guidance that came out of DOE. Um, and the governor's office regarding the fall and reopening schools, being back full in person. Uh, the, the understanding that I have, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that they are looking at doing full in person. They're looking at bringing it back. However, in order to do that, there are still things like distancing requirements that need to be met. They haven't mentioned masking yet, but distancing requirements need to be, need to be met. If you do pooled testing, you don't necessarily have to meet those distancing requirements. Am I understanding that correctly? I believe you are. I haven't read them closely. I've just perused and had sort of briefings from um, our leadership, but that is my understanding. And I have to tell you, Matt, the pool testing, one, I wish it had a different name, but two, um, I, I'm, I'm really not in favor of it. I feel like it's an invasion of our privacy. I don't. I like can see that. I know a lot of people think it's great if it means we can, you know, take off the masks and and be within three feet of each other. But I just there's something about it that is not sitting right. Well, again, it's not it's not taking off the masks yet. We need to make that clear. It's not that. It's just the physical distancing. They don't make any mention of the masks. So even with the pool testing, the kids will still have their masks on. Not necessarily. Okay. Yes. There's, there's been no mention of that. I think that's intentional um, because they want to just keep things focused on the distancing side because we don't know where we're going to be. But the, I think the hope is there'll be no masks, no physical distancing if you can do this. But I just don't think that with CDC guidelines or whatnot is there yet. I think they're also waiting to hear about when um, vaccinations are going to be available for the younger kids, which I got to say, I'm so excited to see have seen the the way that a lot of the rules were adjusted so that those, um, the, the ways in which the vaccines were done, all the steps could be taken, but instead of having to wait you know, consecutively, they were done concurrently. And they're doing that again with the younger kids' vaccines. And it looks like possibly this fall, there might be vaccines open for kids aged six to six and up. Six to 11. Which, well, amazing, well, incredible. My 12 and 15 year old are both double vaxxed. Incredible science. We can figure it, we can figure that out, we can do that, but we still have to debate the, whether or not the earth is flat. So, um, good times. What, what are your thoughts on the pool testing? My thoughts on the pool testing are a bit mixed because where I want things to be 
somewhat back to normal. I want their, I want the kids, especially the younger ones, to be able to interact in ways that they need to. Be up moving around, playing, not necessarily worrying about touching stuff and whatnot. And that would be, that'd be great. Um, and is that a short-term solution to get us there? Yeah. If it is, I'm kind of like, okay. I'm also at the point of being like, well, I'm not thinking about necessarily the privacy issue for me, but it's more like the so many opportunities to get it done wrong that there's a lot of opportunities for error in there. Um, knowing how you have to have observers, people making sure they're doing it right, and those people who are gonna be observers might not necessarily be fully trained medical professionals, etc. So there's some issues there that I'm like, I'm not so sure about, but. All I keep thinking about is when building administrators sit down to do their duty schedule. Okay, you've got recess duty, you've got bathroom duty, you've got Q-tip duty, you've got pool tip. Like, it just blows my mind. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, summer school, All there's nothing changed for summer school. All of our, all the, the requirements for this past year are still in place, but... That was a big, big announcement that came out earlier that I think we just kind of warranted a little bit of discussion, I felt, uh, here because major implications from that one. Yeah. There have also been a number of bills that have not only gone through the legislature, but have actually gone through both houses of the legislature that are have been passed to be enacted and some that have been more that have been signed. And that's what we're going to fly through uh, today. Um, as Stephanie was just saying that, you know, it's kind of just like a barrage of, uh, of bills. So buckle up folks, cause we're going to have another one of those coming right at you. I'm, uh, there's, there's, I got a quite a, quite a list of bills. That have been. The color. There we go. So okay. we're going to start off with LD 52, an act regarding collective bargaining negotiations by public employers of teachers. That bill has been signed by the governor. Wonderful. That is in law. That's the one that talks about uh, policies and educational policies, procedures, and they could be used in negotiations. Okay. LD 281, an act to address student achievement gaps, also signed by the governor. Wasn't that just for a study group? Yes. On reading proficiency? Yes, it was. That's right. It was changed to the resolve directed the DOE to analyze funding. To, yes, uh, some of these uh, web, some of the uh, websites on the legislature have not changed the full titles with the amendment with the amended titles. Um, LD three hundred and sixty-two uh, resolved to require that a DOE to form a family income data collection working group. Another working group also signed by the governor. I, I I like that one, Matt, because they're trying to streamline how we get accurate information for free and reduced nutrition data. And they don't want to be, and they're trying to be respectful, but get the information and do it um, in a seamless way. So I, I like that there's a work group. I just don't understand with 50 states who probably do it 50 different ways, 
why we can't come up with something. There's probably a study group in every state. I don't understand why the USDOE can't figure this out for us. But anyways. I was having this conversation with another another group uh, that, I'm, that I'm working with. It's not this exact conversation, but something similar. Because, and you being from Maine and me not being from Maine. There's apparently a Maine-centric or a Maine way of doing things. And that's a very valuable in a lot of people's mindsets. And I'm curious, one, does this have anything to do with that, related to that? And two, I don't know what it is. It's, it's this thing that everyone agrees to, kind of seems to agree to. Yeah, well, the main way, the main point of view, the main perspective. But what is it? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, oh, I just was a t LD ten. You, you certainly don't want everyone acting like me. And so. If everyone acted like you, our place would be a lot better. It would be a lot more sour, but it'd be a lot better. No. <laughs> LD ten forty nine. Also signed by the governor is a resolve to promote the education of students who participate in sex education classes regarding common cancer symptoms, bone marrow registry, and organ donation. So if you teach, if you have a health classes, for you curriculum leaders out there, this is something you gotta make sure that you are um, adding and make sure it's being promoted in the uh, health education curriculum. Yeah, I like it. I wonder, when does that have to be by? Do we know? Uh, give me a moment. I don't know if that was an emergency. It doesn't look like it was an emergency. So that would be 60 days after it was uh, the end of the, or after it was signed. So it'll be, it'll be by the fall. So it will be by the fall. Yeah. It'll be in the fall. Uh, alrighty. And another one that was signed, the last one that I have on, on my strange list is LD604, a resolve. Um, let me make sure I get the right title here. Directing the DOE to report on charter school funding methods and reporting protocols. Wow. So they're going to look at how those all things go, make sure everything's on the up and up, and report back to the DOE, I imagine, or the legislature, I imagine, January, February of 2022. Yeah, that, that was a contentious one with lots and lots of... What was the number on that one, LD? 604. Right. Do you know why I asked? Because I remember that it the testimony ended at six oh four of session. <laughs> that is no joke. Yeah, I remember it's, that. It's one of those. Is that one of those like eleven eleven type things? Crazy. Make a wish. Uh, LD six four. Now, now those are the bills that have been signed by the bill by the governor. The, the rest of these bills that we're going to talk about, except for a couple at the end, are. Um, have all been passed to be enacted. So which means that they're somewhere either on or their way to or on the governor's desk right now. I can't like to imagine that there's a little side table next to the governor's desk that just has these things piled up and she just kind of puts it onto her desk, signs it and puts it onto another desk, just moves it along the way in that way. Um, or it's on appropriations. Yeah, I was trying to think if there were many bills, well, the CTE bills... And then the, the um, I always want to say consumer science, but it's computer science. Um, the computer science initiative around professional development. I think yeah. that had, but there were not very many no. that were headed to appropriations. There's a big one that's on there now, since we're talking about it. LD1114, an act to require the state to meet the mandatory 55% contribution to schools. 
both the House and the Senate have passed that to be enacted, and it's been sent to appropriations pending. But Matt, didn't Governor Mills already say we were doing that? Uh, I think maybe. I don't know, but can I, I don't. I, I think I, I, I be wise, Matt. I don't know. I be wise to know all of these things. Probably never, because by the time you learn it all, there'll be new leadership, and they'd have different styles. They're going to do different things. That's it's it's it, we're in constant flux. But there is something going on where money is going to be available to municipalities that provide the fifty-five percent. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's the funding from. Um, I think that's from her budget. Or is it from the CARES money? There, I don't know. There's, to be honest, there's there's so much money floating around. It's very hard to to figure out right now. It is. Um, which is not a bad problem to have. Although I know some districts are like drowning and like, what do we do with all this? Oh. Which, oh. what a problem to have. You know, so. get me in there. I'll I'll help you spend it. I know I know ways. Um, LD six twenty resolved to develop a plan for teachers to collect social security. That one has passed. I went through labor and housing. That one sneaked by us. Didn't go through education, cultural affairs, which it probably shouldn't. Um, but yeah, because me being a, when I moved to here, moved here, but when I lived other places, I was doing social security. I was not main pers, and so there might be it could be a choice for teachers to if they've been living in other places for many years, can come here and instead of losing out on still collecting that and starting a main pers thing to still collect social security. So that has gone through both the House and Senate and is on one of those desks and the governor's. LD 655 by Representative Dodge. An act to require at least a 30-minute lunch period for students. Passed both the House and Senate. But it's, no, it's, um, it was a resolve to check the feasibility of it. I believe it's a... You're right. It's either a work group or... A study, which... Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Again, I'm looking at one website where it's saying the, the original original title of it. So you're right. A resolve directing the Department of Education to survey school administrative units and review the feasibility of a 30-minute lunch period for students. Note to Matt Shea, can you um, do an a blurb of just Matt saying, you're right, you're right, you're right. I would really love to hear that because I don't hear that very often. LT... Uh, 1050. I want to make sure I get the title right on this one. And from what I have right here, it looks like this is an act regarding the duties of school boards pursuant to the laws governing attendance at the elementary and secondary schools. And excuse me, this has been enacted. This has been signed by the governor. Breaking news. Wait, read it again. It's coming back to me. An act regarding the duties of school boards pursuant to laws governing attendance at elementary and secondary schools. Uh, school boards shall adapt policies to carry out chapter to file with the commissioner. It changes the word rules to policies. Oh, that was just, uh, yes, that was just verbiage. And it was, um, what was his, it was a man, a representative, Petty maybe, who introduced that? I don't know, maybe not. But it was just a, it was just verbiage. That's all it was. One word changed, make it consistent. 
No biggie. Well, here's kind of a, I don't, I don't remember if we talked about this on our last podcast, but here's one to, 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 to think about. LD 1172, an act to delay state mandated teacher and principal evaluation. Did we talk about that one yet last time? We did. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it hasn't been passed by the governor yet, but it's passed by both the House and the Senate. So that's still there. LD 552, I think we talked about that one too, about the strength of the IEP process. Yeah. So I got this whole list. I don't know what we talked about. There's... No, I'm, we didn't talk much about the IEP process one because I interjected and started talking about, I w- I'm waiting for the seclusion um, the law where that's going to yeah. go. But I know that there was, I don't, and dissension might be too strong of a word, but there was something about how there are some families that are very hard to connect with and to communicate with. And even though schools have tried, I think there's like a three, they have to record three different times that they tried to connect with a family in order for a change to occur. Mm -hmm. I think this replaces that with keep trying and don't make a change until you have that contact. I think that's what that is. LD 1451. An act to align the expulsion process with school disciplinary policies. Also in front, going through both houses, um, which is just, you know, align, making it a little more flexible, actually, in a lot of ways for, for folks to create different options, including restorative practices. LD 639, an act to improve professional training for school counselors. Did this go? Change to a resolve directed the DOE to develop training for school counselors and review limitations on autism spectrum disorder coursework for special education certification. That is gone before both House and Senate. Hmm. That has passed up the way. I'm just reminded of early on when the main association of school counselors were testifying against one of these bills and it frustrated me that the legislators weren't listening to the professional association. But I think part of that was wrapped into the new certification rules that we're going to be having. Yeah. 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 And that's how that sort of went through. But that's what that reminded me of. All right. How many more you got? Uh, I got a bit. <laughs> I know. LDs. Hey, this is. You can blame yourself for this one, because we, cause you did this whole Zoom bomb thing, went all like conspiratorial against me. Uh, this, is, this is on you. And by the way, and you know it. It was the best. It was it was the best. It 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 tapped off. Actually, it was a pretty good week for me. It really topped it off. So I, right. I'm actually very thankful. Okay. Um, LD sixty eight, an act of support, life and career readiness and education in Maine. That's going forward. We'll see what the governor does with that. Does that have any, is that one around the CTE that might have money attached to it? Or or is that the one with um, Stearns with his link, that it's just a link that he wants on all school websites to provide? Although I can't, I don't know. Who did that one? Who sponsored it? That one was sponsored by... A moment. Uh, Representative Crockett out of Portland. 
And the original bill required SAUs to operate a secondary school to offer a career and fiscal management course to students. That got changed. Uh, and the amendment says uh, that each SAU must offer relevant opportunities that may include interactive experiences and allow for direct exposure between students and a variety of career options to help students develop habits of efficacy, resourcefulness, and adaptability as the students take steps to create and implement post-secondary school plans. Wake up if you're driving. Goodness sakes. <laughs> You know, if um, someone, you could have a full-time job trying to make sense of what we try to make sense of from the legislature. There's so much. There's and so there's, much. And it changes and... Here's another more, little more breaking news that I'm seeing here. LD 1040, an act to require diversity, equity, and inclusion training or implicit bias training for SROs signed into public law. Wow. June 10th. Beautiful. There you go. LD 815. Oh, nope. I'm going to try again because it's not LD 8152. An act to support school decarbonization. What? Passed by the Energy, Utilities, and Technology I Committee. Say, yeah, we, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. We are going to decarbonize our schools because that's been signed into law. We are anti-carbon. Is that what this is saying? Decarbonizing, removing. I don't think it's, I don't. I don't think we could be anti-carbon because it's like the primary element of all life. Um, LD three hundred thirteen. And these are bills, refresh my memory. These are yeah. bills that have are almost to the final stage. Yes. Except for the ones that are signed, which are have already been signed. Like this next one, which we, when we were just talking about. The Resolve to Advance Career and Technical Education Opportunities in Maine, LD 313. That has been signed into law. There's going to be a work group. Yeah, work group. Holy moly. I'm I'm convinced that there that you, you that you could make a if you could, if they could pay you for these you could make a good living just being on the work groups because there's so many of them. The hard part is is that this takes time away from the DOE, which takes time away from supporting educators and students and parents. Yep. And it does. Have, You're right. Then they have the audacity to ridicule the DOE for not doing enough or not ready for something like you can't win right which which brings to there was a um one of the bills i think we might uh let me see if it's this one nope uh there is a i'm forgetting which one it is i'll find it but what in the meantime ld 816 an act to improve communication between school board members and school employees and members of the public that is in front of the governor. Yeah, I've one of my big takeaways from this whole session is that I really feel we need to revamp school board policy. Yeah. School board, how, I mean, 
it, and it reminds me of what you mean when there was the law or the bill that went forward, they wanted to have a professor mm-hmm. or a staff member on the University of Maine Board of Trustees. And I don't know. I think I almost mentioned that when Stephanie was on that maybe the three of us could do some brainstorming about what, you know, sort of pie in the sky it would be like. And maybe we can start doing some work towards that. Making positive change and we'll have um, Representative Millette represent. There you go. There we go. I think you solved it all. Um, LD 518, originally titled The Resolve Directing the DOE to Review and Assess State Mandate Instruction and Training for Students. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It was originally titled The Resolve Directing the Department of Education to Review and Assess Existing Educational Mandates. It has been changed to that one I said before about reviewing and assessing state mandate instruction and training for students. And that... It requires the DOE to review and report on all current state-mandated instruction and training for pre-K to grade 12 students. The report must include the impact of mandated instruction and training on the department's system of learning results and early learning development and standards. That's the one we're really jazzed about through MCLA, that this should result in some streamlining and representatives and senators understanding what they can um, sort of propose and which where they should be having their conversations so right right this should be a good one all you educational leaders uh ld1323 an act to maximize service to students by adopting conditional allowances for participation by families of school board members in school activities did that go forward that has gone forward yeah really yeah huh that one I support that for rural Maine where there are not many people. Um, but that had to be a narrow, I'm surprised. Huh. Interesting. This amendment, the amendment, well, the amendment looks like it was passed, which is the minority report of the committee provides that a school board may, but is not required to permit a school board member's spouse to serve as the stipend employee and a volunteer. A school board may adopt a written policy on nepotism that includes hiring practices for school sanctioned stipend positions and to discourage favoritism and political patronage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, there. <laughs> well, there. Well, there. Um, All right, you got one more. I have to go. I have. I'm supposed to be buying someone a celebratory drink for their. All right, then let's let's just do let's just uh, do this one uh, very quickly. LD five fifty, the one that talked about ideological political advocacy in classrooms. That one has failed. I want to make sure people know that. That one has failed both build both both houses. It is dead. All of the vaccination bills are dead. They are not going forward either. And the final one I wanted to bring up today was LD sixteen sixty four, an act to integrate African American studies and the history of genocide into the statewide system of learning results that has passed both the House and the Senate. Um, so I just want to plant a seed with you, Matt. That sure. Even though the ideological um, bill did not pass, there is definitely um, a current of activity going on in Southern Maine around that that I want to update you on sometime. And maybe you've been oh. part of the conversations. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard. And I mean, just look, look what happened in Florida this last week where um, their state board of education banned critical race theory. 
to to talk to, to be taught in schools to be already be discussed in schools. So that's a thing. Political ideological advocacy, etc. That's a thing that's happening, and there's there's some things happening in our state regarding it. So, uh, folks out there, pay attention to that kind of stuff because it's really, really, really important. Right. Um, more, to come. more to come on that. More to come. Well, I'm sure this will be a topic of conversation that we have going forward uh, quite a bit. Maybe with uh, Joe Schmidt. Absolutely, I think that, I think Joe Schmidt would be a great person. That's a little teaser. He will be joining us in a soon to come future episode. Going to talk about a few things. Uh, so maybe some Wabanaki studies, maybe some other uh, DOE initiatives or other, not DOE initiatives, sorry, maybe some other um, things along those lines, a DEI issues, diversity, equity, inclusion, and a little well, surprise. I, I, wait a minute. I just realized that I kind of, I kind of got you back because you sent me a text about Joe and t and you told me that you told him that I was his nemesis. Because you are. I am You're... not his nemesis, I'm one of his biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, and, and we all know that you what you really do is you like to keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Oh. I'm, I, we're on to you, Julie. And, okay. And, I, and I, I see how you, how, you, how you interact. I see how you dupe people into thinking they're in a safe space, a safe environment, and then you just then... drop someone in on you. Oh, your, Which was your reaction awesome. was priceless. <laughs> but honestly, what was going through my head was, did I send the link to like a, a wrong text thread that I that I tweeted out accidentally? What what just happened? That what did I do? How did I screw this up? But no, it wasn't me. I didn't screw up anything. I was I was being made I was made a fool of. You were not. I, I was I was directly attacked. I was I providing know. you joy. I and you and you joy. did. And you did. It was a great way to end the week. Yeah. Talking with you and, and being surprised like that, that was great. So follow us on Twitter for more information or for when we have new podcasts or if we do things like that. It's at Main Ed Matters. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Main Education Matters. And I know we gotta go, so we'll, we'll kind of punt some shout outs and some possible smackdowns to next time. Two weeks, okay? We're gonna take a break, we're gonna take a week off. We're gonna take a week off. See you in two weeks. All right, thank you all for listening. Take care of yourself.